6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. We continue to follow the news out of, out of BC, out of Kelowna, where that discovery of 215 bodies found on the site of a residential school that uh, ran uh, in Kamloops for many, many decades. Uh, Indigenous leaders across the country demanding more than speeches today as Parliament takes a take-note debate focusing on the recent discovery. Chief Perry Belgard of the National Assembly of First Nations says it's time for the Trudeau government to dedicate more resources to fully investigate all Indigenous child deaths at residential schools. We know that the Liberals are facing tough questions about why little has been done to implement the report's recommendations to find, identify and document the unmarked graves of Indigenous children and today. The Prime Minister says all Canadians have a role to play in reconciling the wrongs perpetrated against Indigenous Canadians through the residential school system. The Prime Minister making those comments as he addressed the Federation of Canadian Municipalities. Any efforts to repair the terrible wrongs done by residential schools can only happen if every order of government takes action alongside Indigenous peoples. This is all of Canada's responsibility as we walk together on the path of reconciliation. Federal Conservative leader Aaron O'Toole says he will work with the Trudeau government to fast-track certain recommendations from the Truth and Reconciliation Commission report on missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls. He says swift action is needed in response to that discovery in Kamloops. Today, I'm writing to the Prime Minister to ask him to take immediate action to address this unspeakable discovery and support the Indigenous communities and our country in mourning. So there is um, some movement, uh, finally some talk of coming together and getting some answers and finding some answers. I can tell you as well that the Alberta government, just before we went off the air late yesterday afternoon, the Alberta government... The Alberta government confirming it will put up money to research residential school burial sites in our province. The Minister of Indigenous Relations says they'll also be asking the federal government to provide funding. Our first guest this afternoon is an award-winning French Cree Iroquois journalist from Treaty 6 Territory, Brandy Morin. Thanks for joining us today. Tanze, thanks for having me. Brandy, yesterday you were at the site of that former residential school in Kamloops. Can you paint a picture of what was going on, what you were seeing and what you were hearing? Yes, uh, when I arrived, I was um, really floored by the amount of people from all walks of life. Uh, of life that were coming uh, to honor and pay tribute to these lost children. There was traffic backed up, you know, along the highway leading into where the former residential school was. Um, there was um, singing and drumming. There was um, a memorial there with, um, you know, flowers and teddy bears and shoes um, and other, other uh, gifts. Um, you know, for the children. And, and it just was something that has really struck with me, stuck with me is that 
I've never seen that amount of uh, Indigenous and non-Indigenous coming together in that way. There was non-Native families coming with their children, crying, and, you know, people old and young. Um, Although it was something horrific and sorrowful, sorrowful that brought them together, it was something really beautiful uh, to see that, you know, finally this, uh, what the horrors of what happened is getting through, you know, to the mainstream. And, um, you know, it took this uh, for, for them, for people to come together. Brandy, on your Twitter feed yesterday, you posted a, a very powerful video of, of uh, when you were there and, and you called it heavy and solemn and hopeful. Does that Uh hope come from what you were just mentioning about um, Indigenous and non-Indigenous people coming together and finally recognizing the horrors that have happened and, 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 and the possibility and the call now for action? Absolutely. Um, Coming together, it's healing and reconciliation. It's truth as well. And um, it takes um, everyone, you know, coming together, but also hopeful that these are coming to light, that they're being uh, accounted for. This is, these are atrocities that Indigenous communities have, you know, talked about and known. Uh, you know, for for years and years, and they were never, you know, taken seriously or, you know, just brushed off. And so that is hopeful because, you know, we are in a time of truth and reconciliation as a country, but it's a time of truth and reckoning. Mm-hmm. And that reckoning comes with, um, you know, uh, taking account of, you know, um, the, um, the, the the violence of colonialism and, a, and assimilation. What are you hearing? Um, and, and well, as you mentioned, you, and, and we've been yeah, as, as I read more, and I've been reading a lot of your work as well. Um, and and it has been stated numerous times that um, that I think a, a lot of folks believe that residential schools and what happened there is ancient history, but it's but it's not. I mean, when you look at the when you look at the dates and you look at the um, the, the generations and the survivors um, mm-hmm. that are you know, and, and you're hearing firsthand and you know firsthand that some of those stories. What what are you hearing about this from? those survivors if if you can share yeah. any stories that's you know yes absolutely well in my career i have um interviewed countless residential school survivors and intergenerational uh survivors um one of the survivors um called me late late last night and she's an elder now and it was quite unusual but I wasn't able to answer her call because I was traveling so I called her this morning and she just told me that um, and she's from Alberta she's from the Saddle Lake um, nation and she said when she learned the news of the discovery that it just um, you know hit her like a ton of bricks and that she couldn't stop crying and that she felt like she was there as a little girl again Mm. and she had friends who she witnessed getting beaten and never to be seen again and rumors of them you know dying and 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 you know so to, but also to her I heard um, hopefulness in her voice that you know um, 
there can be maybe some, you know, closure and accountability, um, you know, for across the country. Because we know this is not just the case in Kamloops. There are perhaps... Well, we know that Truth and Reconciliation Commissioners said there are approximately 6,000 children that died there, but there are possibly thousands more that are unaccounted for. So there are literally Indigenous children buried in unmarked graves across the country. And this is just the beginning of that. Indigenous leaders are calling for, um, you know, the, the resources, which was a recommendation of the TRC as well, to investigate and, and f these graves and find these children. Uh, this was recommended years ago, and the government turned them down for the money. But now, from what I understand, the, you know, federal and provincial governments are now stepping up, you know, so that uh, this can, you know, be... Um, so these these children, you know, can be found so that they can be, you know, honored and um, maybe I, I hope. We continue our coverage this week um, of the developing um, story, the, the horrific story out of Kamloops where the bodies of 215 children, some as young as three years old, uh, discovered in unmarked graves at a former BC residential school site. Uh, Brandy Morin joining us this afternoon. Brandy was just in Kamloops yesterday. Brandy is a is a journalist uh, and has and has uh, written for all the major networks. Brandy, it um, the Roman Catholic Church was responsible for operating from from what I can read up to about 70% of the schools in the country, and that's according to yes. the Indian Residential School Survivors Society. The United Church the Anglican Church and the Presbyterian churches were also among those operating uh, the remainder. In the years since, uh, the Roman Catholic Church is the only one that hasn't made a formal apology. You have written Pope Francis, and you also wrote an opinion piece in the Toronto Star about it. Why do you mm -hmm. believe the Catholic Church has not said sorry? There have been statements, but never yeah. sorry. Well, I mean, I'm just judging upon the church's, you know, rep reputation when it comes to, uh, you know, clergymen um, facing justice for molesting children. Um, they don't really have a, a track record of, you know, holding them to account. So it, it, it's not surprising in a way. I, um, I, I personally cannot comprehend um, the reasoning, um, but... You know, some people say, well, maybe they're worried about, you know, compensate, you know, fearing, you know, that survivors would, you know, seek compensation, monetary compensation, um, even though they're, you know, the, the Catholic Church is worth billions and billions mm -hmm. of dollars. But I can say that no amount of money is going to ever make it better. It's not going to, um, you know, change the, the destroyed lives of, you know, thousands of children and, and the deaths. Um, so I, I, I don't understand. He, the Pope has given um, apologies to other Indigenous groups, such as in, you know, Argentina. Um, maybe this will, you know, this latest um, discovery of the remains of the children will shake them up enough um, to really step up and say a simple sorry to give these children um, and the survivors, you know, some sort of dignity um, from this massive uh, organization. Brandy, before I let you go, you have a three-year-old daughter. What will you tell her 
when she's old enough to comprehend about what has happened this past week? Well, she came with me actually yesterday. She's traveling with me and, and she's seen all the teddy bears and the shoes and the and the tributes and there was other children there and I um, she just said, Mommy, what's that? And I just said, Oh, those are for the the babies. Those are for the babies that are gone and they're in heaven now. And when she's older, I'm going to tell her the truth about what happened. I think that it's really important um, that we teach our children the truth um, and not sugarcoat it in any way. We have to make sure that this is out in the open so that anything like it never, ever happens again and that we treat, tell our children that um, these, these, these children were babies just like them and that they're worth... Um, you know that that their their lives were were worth um, worth it. Brandy, I want to thank you for taking the time to, to join me this afternoon. I appreciate your insight and your thoughtfulness, and I look forward to talking with you again in the future and your ongoing coverage of of this very very important national story. You talk about truth and reconciliation. We talk about truth and reconciliation and you'll say truth and reckoning and we're in the midst of that reckoning right now and I believe the reckoning needs to happen before reconciliation can happen. Mm -hmm. Thank you for joining me this afternoon. Hi, hi, Jalen. Thank you for um, showcasing uh, this on, on the show. Thank you. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.